Tom Kendall was woken by the sounds of a cat killing the family of blackbirds which had nested in the creeper outside his bedroom window. The same thing had happened last year. He recognised the furtive rustling of the otherwise silent cat, then the sudden scurry as it attacked. Last time, he'd gone out to try and stop it, but he'd been too late. They were all dead before he got there. This time, he just lay still and hoped the panicked cheeping of the birds would soon be over. He looked at his watch. It was half past eight, early for a Saturday. He'd wanted a lie-in, but he knew there was no point in trying to get back to sleep now, no matter how tired he felt. And he did feel tired. But then, whatever time he woke, he always felt this way. He never dreamed. In fact, it felt like there was no time at all between going to sleep and waking. It was like flicking a switch. One moment he'd be in bed and it would be dark, and the next moment he'd be in bed and it would be light, with nothing in between. He always woke disoriented, as if a piece of time had been stolen from him, and always tired. His body felt heavy and sluggish, worse than when he'd gone to bed. He'd been to see Dr. Anthony about it, and he'd said it was perhaps a symptom of depression, but Tom told him that it had been like this for as long as he could remember, and surely he hadn't been depressed all his life so they both supposed he'd just have to live with it. He got out of bed and straightened the duvet. Why leave making the bed till later? If you had a routine, everything became simpler. You saved so much time and energy. The next thing to do was shower. The hot water falling on his neck helped to clear his head, and he could start to get his thoughts together, plan out the day ahead. He hadn't meant to get to work until midday, but now he was up, he might as well go in earlier. He didn't really need to go in at all, if the truth be told. Once the presses were up and running, there was little he could do. But it was a habit he'd got into. In the past, he'd often spent all weekend there. He'd had a small bedroom and bathroom built behind his office. He found it relaxing, lying in the narrow single bed listening to the rhythmic pounding and churning of the big machines. He was no longer closely involved on a physical level, but he liked to be there. And when it came down to it, he didn't actually have anything else to do. After his shower, he dressed in a lightweight casual suit and plain shirt and tie and had breakfast in his kitchen. He had his own muesli mix, which he remade every month, a cup of coffee, half a grapefruit and two slices of toast. Then he rinsed the plates, the cutlery, his mug and glass and put them all in the washing-up machine. Finally, he checked that everything was in its place, then wiped the surfaces to get rid of a few crumbs. It was good to come into the kitchen and find it exactly the same every time. His whole flat was like that, clean and efficient. He was very happy here, though sometimes he'd panic and feel that things weren't right, that his home lacked the personal touch. Then he'd go into Greenwich and try to find a painting or an ornament of some kind. But whatever he bought looked wrong, and after a few days' agony he'd remove it. Then peace would return. Why shouldn't he like it like this? He was responsible to no one, he could live exactly how he liked. Satisfied that all was in order, he went through to his study and sat down at his pride and joy, a Yamaha home organ. He switched it on and doodled for a while. He'd bought the organ several years ago, and since then miniaturisation and computerization had taken over. Nowadays, a tiny keyboard with two buttons on it could reproduce the sounds of an entire orchestra. But Tom wasn't interested. His Yamaha was big and solid, with rows of proper stops, foot pedals, two banked keyboards for right and left hand, and a built-in speaker. 
He could entertain himself for hours on it, and he found it the ideal way to clear his mind before a busy day. He sometimes composed his own songs, silly little love songs mostly, and had considered making a recording of some of them and sending them to a publisher, but he knew he never would. They were for his own private amusement. This morning he felt like playing something from a book, so he opened the stool and sorted through his pile of music until he came to 101 folk songs from around the world. He set it up on the stand and flipped the pages. La Cucaracha caught his eye. Yes, that was a jolly tune. Three, four, it said. So he set the internal rhythm to a jaunty waltz time. The synthetic drums popped and hissed. He switched on the autoplay for his left hand, then pulled out some brass stops for the right hand, with lots of trumpets. A couple of slight adjustments, and he was ready. The chords were easy to follow. There were only two or three, and he soon had the hang of it. Second time through, he felt confident enough to sing along, even though there were some unfamiliar Mexican words to contend with. He sat there singing away for about ten minutes, round and round, filling in with the odd keyboard solo. These times of the day were his happiest, singing to himself with not a thought in the world.